Morning, morning. Welcome to another Monday Musing. As you can see here from the title, I said, man period. Is it real? Okay, so the short answer is no. Uh, if you are pooping blood or peeing blood, like that's a serious health issue and you should go see a doctor. Um, <laughs> so no, in the literal sense, uh, we do not have a menstruation cycle, you know, or a menstruation. The people will say, you know, um, no, we, we don't have any kind of cycle with terms to our reproductive organs, reproductive cycle. However, if we were to extrapolate from this the fact that, you know, there are hormonal changes when a woman goes through a period that may affect mood, uh, can men have fluctuations in their hormone cycle that reflect and affect their mood? Um, the short answer is that no, in the traditional sense, men don't have uh, like monthly hormonal cycles. However, uh, our hormones do fluctuate uh, day to day, hour by hour, and uh, based on your lifestyle. So what is true is um, there's a couple of great books um, on a topic called Irritable Male Syndrome. Um, and this book was uh, written by Jed Diamond, um, and I believe Jed, I believe is a he, might be a she, but uh, has a PhD. And uh, I was reading about this on Medicine.net and WebMD, but basically she goes into this subject of irritable male syndrome, or you know, and I've always kind of felt this personally. Uh, um, I always kind of said to Anna every now and then, they're like, oh, they come on my man period. Because I, I definitely notice that somewhat once a month, maybe twice a month, or maybe I skip a month every other month, I kind of just wake up and I'm feeling a little bit down and introspective for no reason at all. Now, there, there, there are other times when I feel that, but I could pinpoint why that is. So, but let's get back to irritable male syndrome. So Diamond kind of says your testosterone levels, if they're below normal, that will affect your mood. Okay, so let's talk about briefly some of the symptoms that you could have if your testosterone levels are low. Okay, what you might see is that, um, uh, I wrote it down here. So here we go. You might be experiencing like fatigue, confusion, mental fogginess, depression, anger, low self-esteem, low libido, anxiety, hypersensitivity, right? Or even kind of worse, just full-blown, uh, uh, just even lowered libido, behavior and mood problems and depression, right? Um, now, a great example of this is when like, um, like an extreme example is like a bodybuilder or someone who's dropping their body weight really low and they're cutting their calories significantly and they're getting really, really skinny to look a certain way, but their body's not healthy. It's not meant to be down at, you know, three, 2% body fat traditionally. Um, and the body kind of goes into like a starvation mode and you'll hear many accounts of various fitness folks that when they go through this, they'll experience um, they can't get an erection anymore. They feel like shit. They're angry and irritable. And this is a sign that their body is uh, dropping their testosterone levels and essentially kind of going into some sort of survival mode. Now you'll hear like on the flip side, oh no, it's good to have some like of these stresses that kick in 
uh, adrenaline and you go into like this hunter mode, you know, and you get boosted in testosterone. And there is some validity to that, but not when you're literally starving to death. Um, but back to the other side, there's also a case when you gain weight and you're, and you're above too high body fat percentage than what your body likes to be at, you, if you do testing, you'll likely have uh, lower testosterone levels. So what we do want is to try to somehow maintain natural testosterone levels to avoid some of these symptoms that can occur from lower testosterone levels, right? Anxiety, depression, anger, low self-esteem, low libido, right? Um, now, what's interesting that uh, Diamond goes into is that if you actually track testosterone levels, there are to some extent a cycle and it varies uh, across the population. But one thing, some prevailing factors are that uh, in the morning, in the morning uh, waking up, testosterone levels are higher. And then as it gets down into the evening, uh, testosterone will be, levels will be lower. And I think it kind of makes sense in the fact that like you're well rested in the morning, you have more energy. And then in the evening, you're getting, you're winding down, you're getting tired, you're going ready for bed. It would make sense your body would kind of peter down the testosterone levels. You don't want to be like all amped up uh, when you're trying to go to sleep, you know, not. So, um, so there is a natural cycle with that sense from morning to evening. Apparently there's also a cycle when it comes to the seasons that apparently testosterone levels are higher coming into winter, November, and testosterone levels are lower in April, um, kind of that spring, fall season. Um, not sure exactly why that would be the case, but that's been measured. Um, and then you can fluctuate hour by hour. So during that morning, you might have a high level, but maybe midday you have like a spike because of you just worked out, you know, or you just had a really good breakfast, you know, and you can have these spikes um, that, and these kind of fluctuations throughout the day, right? Now, what kind of factors can affect your hormone levels, right? Well, uh, how you eat, your diet, okay uh, your sleep quality right uh, whether your just general health versus being sick and ill right uh, being at a this kind of ties in with eating and sleeping and exercising but it's your weight and like your body fat percentage um, then just stress like what kind of stress are you having mental stress and that can be caused by a variety of factors, right? And then it's your age, because uh, it is quite recorded that uh, a man's testosterone levels start declining as early as 30 years old, right? And in fact, uh, I've even read that after 18, 20-ish, it does start to peter down slowly, very slowly, but really it's your peak around 18, 19, 20, you know, and then it starts to peter down slowly. And then I think it, but really, you, but it stays decently high in the 20s and it's at 30 that it starts uh, having kind of a dramatic drop uh, and declining. Um, and that apparently that this wasn't necessarily accepted in the medical industry until um, a few different books and it was studied that kind of just like um, women can kind of go through menopause, um, men in their like 50s and 60s kind of can go through a similar type of uh, manopause, I guess you would say, you know, we're just a, a more serious decline in testosterone levels, right? But again, there's lots of ways that you can fight it. Eat healthy, right? Uh, have a good relationship with food, uh, keep your weight down, you know, um, exercise, um, minimize your stress, have good quality of sleep, right? Um, and what, what kind of things can, uh, you know, lower your stress, like uh, not being concerned about money, right? Having a good quality of life around you, 
um, probably um, making sure to have sex, um, you know, somewhat regularly, right, with someone that you love, and, um, and also just kind of more personal mental things like having a high self-esteem, you know, and like how do you create self-esteem? Well, you can do that through being proud of achieving things through your purpose, you know, whether that's like your work or you raising your family and your children well, you know, and spending quality time with them, you know, a variety of factors to try to increase that self-esteem. Okay, so what am I getting at here? I think that, I think it's important to understand this because one of the points that Diamond does bring up about irritable male syndrome is that a lot of times men that suffer from this, they, the, they're in a denial that the problem is them, okay? Because what kind of bad things can happen if you're in this perpetual state of lower testosterone levels and kind of having irritable, this irritable male syndrome? Right. Um, well, uh, she kind of brings up the point that you kind of can have two scenarios where one, well, well, let's say three. You got one type of person who they're just more irritable. They kind of fume more, they, but they turn that frustration inward. So they're kind of like a kind of like a slow boiling, simmering type of person. And then you have like a, a more aggressive type of guy who like he blows up a lot without provocation and yells and, and maybe even can become physically violent, but not necessarily, right? Just depends. And then a third type of symptom that you might see in a guy is withdrawal, right? It's a guy that doesn't seem interested in interacting as important relationships. He just kind of disappears and uh, and as well as like his love for his partner might just disappear or and as a best friend, he might just be just kind of like disappears off the face of the earth he's just like a, he just withdraws right when he's in that irritable state or, or in a perpetual state of irritable male syndrome um so the first problem oftentimes though is that these guys they can't uh, recognize that this has happened to them it's kind of like if you don't know what it feels like to feel good and you're just perpetually feeling crappy you just that's like your normal you don't necessarily realize that there's something wrong with you. You start to externalize and think that it's the world around you that's wrong, right? That makes you angry or frustrated, irritable, whether it's your partner, right? Or, or more likely, it's just these exterior stresses like traffic or your job sucks or your boss, or maybe it's the government or maybe it's whoever's the president, right? Or, or maybe it's, um, you know, it's always something else and then oftentimes it's not much that the person can really do about it or they're not doing much about it other than just being frustrated and angry about it and then sadly they take it out on uh, their partners or their loved ones around them right um, versus them actually looking inwardly and going oh why am I just so angry all the time oh okay I'm not I'm kind of overweight not happy about that not really eating very well. well I'm not getting very good sleep. Um, definitely don't have the sex drive that I used to, and I don't seem to, you know, and, and starting to work on themselves and trying to make themselves be a, a healthier person with healthy amounts of testosterone and get tested and see if you're in a healthy level. Because then if you know, because once you've realized, if you check all the boxes of like, okay, I am healthy, everything is right with me, and you're still unhappy, then that's something maybe to look at and, you know, get help. But you got to start with getting your baseline at a healthy level and, and recognizing. So a lot of times for a lot of guys, it, 
they're 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 in that denial phase. So the first step is to if you got all these problems, you got to look inwardly and test yourself, right? And sometimes it's not apparent. Some people might think, well, I eat pretty good. I eat pretty healthy. You know, I've got some good sleep. You know, and like this person's getting five hours of sleep every night. Um, they're never spending any good time with their friends or family, like quality time. They're always just working, or then they go home and they're tired and they watch TV. Um, and they think, oh well, I get good exercise. You know, I'm on my feet in my job or whatever. You know, or they, or but they're not actually having like exercise goals or programs. Uh, for their fitness, right? Um, so they can kind of turn in their head that like they're healthy, but if they actually went to get the testosterone levels tested, uh, they probably would come out low, right? So the first step is to addressing that, getting that naturally up, because it's kind of an indicator of your health. If your testosterone levels are lower than they should be, then there's something wrong going on with your health. So get them back up to normal levels, not artificially. Um, I mean, unless I suppose if you're like in your 60s or 70s, you're already doing everything you can naturally, right? You're exercising, you've minimized your stress, you're hanging with loved ones, you're literally doing everything you possibly can, and they're still low, then testosterone replacement therapy might be something you want to look into just so that you can have a better quality of life and be in a better headspace, you know, for the rest of your life. But I, I do think once you're kind of on that stuff, um, you're kind of stuck on it for the rest of your life because it, it's going to your body's gonna forget how to make it naturally, right? So, but again, I'm not really a doctor on this stuff, so you can definitely talk to someone about it, but uh, I would strongly recommend that you try to figure it all out naturally. And there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of ways to try to uh, up testosterone naturally. And I kind of talked, touched on some of the subjects, but there's even more little nuanced ones, like um, um, there's some studies that have been done that show uh, sauna use uh, up to three times or more per week uh, will elevate testosterone levels. Um, having cold shock, so like jumping into an ice bath or a cold lake, not you know not for too long that you die, right? But just that shock uh, can induce testosterone levels, right? Because the idea is um, shocking the body and having these physical stresses on it in micro, you know, not all the time, but in these kind of smaller doses induce the body to produce testosterone, right? So the, those are ways to try to increase your testosterone levels naturally. Um, but I definitely think starting with quality of sleep, uh, quality of eating, uh, uh, mental wellness through reducing um, re repetitive stresses, right? Because the problem is, it's I think the body does really well, especially since you know we, through evolution, the way we adapted was like, oh, a tiger came up on us. Okay, all these surge of, adrenaline testosterone comes coursing through us and we have to run from the tiger fight it off and survive right and then the rest of the time it's quiet and you're looking at the stars and it's peaceful and you're enjoying some delicious meat and you know so the the, the stresses came in very acutely they were sharp and acute and then would fade away and there'd be no stress and then acute and then fade away and our body likes that what it doesn't like are these chronic stresses and that maybe it's not as a powerful as getting attacked by a lion, right? Something like traffic, it's very low level stress, but when it's always there and you never get to go down to a zero stress bottom line environment and that chronic stress is always there, just it eats away at you when it's day after day. That's why it's so important to take some vacation or go out and connect with nature and you know take a break from uh, social media and electronics and the internet and technology and just go out and connect with nature every now and then, right? 
um, and important to get together with friends and family. And something that actually Diamond even goes into is like the concept of like male support groups and how they definitely were a thing in the late 1800s. And there's these various clubs, you know, uh, these men's clubs, and they've kind of gone to the wayside and died. They kind of nowadays that they still exist, they're kind of more like just business oriented, money oriented things. And they're not like just a place that men can get together and, and hang out. And uh, that apparently um, these help men manage with these testosterone levels. And, and you know, uh, I know there's like the flip side of like, oh, that's just a breeding ground for like toxic masculinity and stuff. But um, I, I do think that um, those actually are a benefit for women in society if because of men uh, are in a better place in their testosterone levels and there's less men suffering from irritable male syndrome, there's less damage that these men are going to cause on society, right? And if, if it gets really bad, they get, you know, physically violent or something like that, right? So I think having male support groups to help men be in a happier, better place that they can then just be better men is an all-around good thing. Just like a woman support group and they're being better more empowered women is also a benefit for society. So um, I think both are really good. Um, and I think uh, this was a fun little uh, dialogue about uh, IMS, right? Or I like to say to Anna, oh, I think I'm having my man period, right? Or actually I ever call a time. Uh, back when I used to, I used to dance in a ballet company back in the day a lot. And I would sometimes have these bummer <laughs> downer moments and my dance partner, uh, she had this thing she would joke with me or this is one of my dance partners um, and she would be like oh Nikki you got some poopy diaper you need me to change your poopy diaper and she would kind of joke and like as if I had this poopy diaper thing you know and it would kind of help me put it off and laugh it off and just not get so bottled up and like serious about all these things because life, life doesn't need to be that serious you know all these little stresses are are kind of pointless, really, and made up. A lot of times they're just kind of these fictional, human, man-made concepts that we've created that then artificially are creating stress upon us because we decide to let them to let them do that, you know. And if you just focus on the bottom line, um, there's not really that much to be stressed out about. I mean, and there definitely can be plenty of things to be stressed out about, but and you should address those bottom line things. But then anything beyond that, just try to live and enjoy life and. Be stress-free and eat good and sleep right and love well and have a kick-ass quality time with everyone and your testosterone levels will go up and you'll feel them better and it's just like this beautiful compounding effect that just goes up and up and you can get stronger and feel good and powerful in your body and you feel sexy and you feel you know smart and empowered and you can work hard and you be productive and you can feel like a really meaningful dude or woman in society, right? And it feels really good to like be connected to your community. And ah, I wish you all a wonderful, beautiful day. Love you all. See you on the next one. Ciao. Hey guys, thanks for listening. By the way, you can find me on Instagram at Nick Zerman and feel free to send me a message or a comment or a question or any recommendations you might have or people I should talk to or things I should talk about. Thanks again for listening and see you on the next one.